The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do the people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of God must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and he took Peter aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at all his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them, the man of sin will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of our Lord. So let's talk about doing something you never expected you would do. For me, it's doing what I'm doing right now, standing in front of a group of people and preaching. If you would have told me even a few years ago that I would be preaching, I would have laughed at you. Growing up, I was very quiet and shy, hardly talked to anyone. If there are family members that I haven't seen in a while, forget it. I wouldn't even talk to them. So for me, being in front of a group of people and talking, it's hard. I get nervous, I freak out, and sometimes I just shut down. I would have never expected to be called to talk and preach in front of people. Things not going the way that we expect them to is something that's also going on in our gospel text for today. Jesus and the disciples are on their way to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus asked them, who do the people say that I am? Which isn't a very tough question for the disciples to answer. So they answer with what they heard others saying in the crowd. John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. And their answer isn't too far off, because in Jesus' teaching, preaching, and healing, it's very similar to that of a prophet. But they didn't quite get there. That's not exactly who Jesus is. So Jesus asked them a more specific question. Who do you say that I am? And Peter, who is often the quickest to answer out of the disciples, says, you are the Messiah. After Peter answers, Jesus defines what it means to be the, disciple, to be the Messiah and what's going to happen to him. He tells Peter and the disciples that he is going to undergo great suffering, be rejected and killed, and after three days, rise again. This is not what Peter expected to hear. So he pulls Jesus aside and rebukes him. I can imagine Peter saying to him, actually Jesus, this isn't the way that things are supposed to go. I just told you, you are the Messiah. The Messiah that comes to conquer the Romans, not get killed by them. But Peter's response is understandable, considering he is Jewish and waiting on the Messiah to come and conquer the Romans. But Jesus isn't the Messiah that Peter expects him to be. And he isn't going to do what Peter 
expects him to do. And Jesus made that clear by explaining to Peter and the disciples what was going to happen to him on the cross. Of course, we know that Peter's answer to the question that Jesus asked is right. Jesus is the Messiah. But Jesus isn't the Messiah that Peter expects or understands him to be. You see, the title Messiah in the Jewish tradition is associated with an anointed king, a royal figure from the line of David who is expected to come and free Israel from their Gentile oppressors to purify the people and to save them. The Messiah that Peter and the disciples want Jesus to be was a conquering Messiah. But there hasn't been anything in Jesus's ministry up to this point that would have indicated claims for royalty or political ambitions. Jesus hasn't claimed to be the Messiah, and he definitely hasn't shown any signs of wanting to take on the Romans. Maybe Peter's just hopeful that when they get to Jerusalem, Jesus will finally be the Messiah that he's expected to be. And maybe this is why Jesus doesn't want the disciples to tell anyone about him, because he knows that they still don't get it and understand what it means for Jesus to be the, to be the Messiah. But are we any different than the disciples? Do we understand what it means for Jesus to be the Messiah? Do we know what we expect as Jesus being the Messiah? Just like Peter and the disciples, we ourselves might expect Jesus to be a different kind of Messiah than what he really is. The kind of Messiah who's more like a superhero. One who is popular, who everyone likes. One who just walks around waiting to fight some sort of crime. One who just look, everyone looks up to and wants to be just like. If Jesus was a superhero messiah, he would be someone that everyone liked. He would go around fixing everything. He would always be number one and have people on his side and wanting to be right like him. But instead, Jesus is the messiah who hangs out with the least of these and helps those who most others wouldn't want to help. Jesus is the messiah who is judged and condemned as a blasphemer by the Roman elders chief priests and scribes, Jesus is mocked, tortured, and killed by the Romans. What kind of Messiah is that? We might not want to say it out loud, but when it comes to our lives, Jesus doesn't always do what we expect him to do. It could be easy to expect, and we may even wish, that if we lived our lives right, the superhero Messiah would fix everything. Marriages will be perfect and last forever. Bank accounts will always have more than enough money in them. Children will always listen and be obedient. Our lives will always be pleasant and peaceful. When we are going through challenges, we expect that Jesus will always fix them, when and how we want him to. And when that doesn't happen, we're disappointed. When we are disappointed in Jesus, it isn't because he has failed us. It's because our expectations of Jesus and what we think he should be doing have failed us. Maybe it's a good thing Jesus wasn't the Messiah that Peter expected him to be, nor the Messiah that we expect him to be. But how? How can Jesus, being the Messiah who was killed, be better than the Messiah who is a superhero? Because the Messiah who was killed on the cross is a more powerful Messiah than the superhero. Jesus is more powerful than Peter's expectations of him, and he will conquer far more than Jesus expects, than Peter expects. When Peter rebukes Jesus saying, hey Jesus, this isn't exactly the way things are supposed to go, Jesus rebukes Peter in return as if to say, 
no, Peter, this isn't the way you expected things to go. Peter accepts, expects Jesus to be the Messiah that comes to conquer the Romans, but that isn't the Messiah that Jesus came to be. Jesus came to be the Messiah that saves everyone from their sins through his death and resurrection, and to give them new life so that they have eternal life with him forever. Yes, the text does tell us that Jesus will undergo great suffering, be rejected by the elders, chief priests, scribes, and be killed. But the text also tells us that after three days, Jesus will rise again. So even though Jesus will be killed by the Romans and not conquer them like he's expected to, it doesn't end there. Jesus being killed isn't the end of the story. Death will not win, and death will not have the last word. Instead of Jesus conquering the Romans like Peter expected him to, Jesus will conquer death itself. So no, Jesus wasn't the Messiah that Peter expected him to be. He was so much more than that. Yes, Jesus did undergo great suffering. He was rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and he was killed. But after three days, Jesus did rise again. Jesus conquered death, and that is so much more than Peter could have expected, and so much more than we could have expected. He isn't the superhero messiah who's going to fix all of our problems the way we expect him to, but he, he is the messiah who saves us from our sins through his death, life, and resurrection. He restores us so that we may have eternal life with him forever. God sent Jesus into the world to save us because we are broken, sinful humans. We are saved through Jesus Christ in our weakness, through our troubles and challenges, and even in our times of doubt. We aren't saved because of who we are. We are saved despite of who we are, because of who God is. We don't live up to God's expectations, nor do we always do what God wants us to do. We don't always hang out with the least of these, or always help those who no one else wants to help. We aren't always kind and loving to our neighbors, or as faithful to God as we should be. Yes, there are times that we do that, but we do them enough, and for the right reasons? Or are we doing them just to check off a box and to make ourselves feel better? These are things that we should be and are doing, but we shouldn't be doing them just to check off a box, and we should be doing them more often. Hanging out with the least of these, helping others that no one else wants to help, being kind and loving to our neighbors, and being faithful to God should be things that we are doing all the time. These are things that we are expected to do to show God's love to our neighbors. Just like I am called to stand up here in front of people and preach, which is not what I would have expected, we are all called to do things that we wouldn't expect. We live in a culture that believes money will solve everything. Sometimes we expect that just writing a check or handing someone cash will make everything better but that isn't always the case. We can do far more for our neighbors in need than just giving them money. We can provide meals for the homeless, volunteer for different organizations to help those in our community, make phone calls to those who have not yet returned to worship to remind them that they are loved and missed, or even doing something as small as writing someone a note to let them know you're thinking about them. We can be more like Jesus and hang out with the least of these and help those who others don't want to more often. 
We are not expected to be the Messiah for others that Jesus is for us, but we are expected to love our neighbors, help those in need, and be the light of Christ in the world. Because God sent Jesus into the world to be the Messiah who saves us, we can do what we are expected to do and called to do. It's in God's love and Jesus that saves us, empowers us, and equips us to be able to do what is expected. Are we always going to get it right? No. We are going to fail, and we are going to mess up, but that's okay, because we are all still beloved children of God. Jesus' love is more than we expect, and even our good works are only done through the power of Christ's love. So even though we kept messing up and keep trying again, Jesus' love covers all of that. Amen.